Welcome back to the Kaiku Podcast. Basil is with me. Yes, hello everybody. And we are here to talk about Love All Play, uh, the badminton anime that ended in um, in the summer of 2022, uh, the anime season, um, at the end of that anime season. Uh, now that we have all of that out of the way, um, uh, what was I going to say? Well, it's an anime that's ostensibly about badminton. Uh, yeah, it sure is. Um, oh, here's what I was going to say. We, um, I plan to release this in April 2023. We are now in the throes of our next director, um, Jean-Pierre Melville, I believe is the full name. Yeah. Uh, have you watched anything of his? No, I, or I don't know if I have. Uh, I think his most famous film is Les Samurai. I have not watched that. All right. Uh, well... We're jumping into French cinema for for those unaware, which um, I guess if you jumped to this part, then you would be unaware. And also, uh, a reminder again, our movies episode are on a new feed, Taiku Movies. And a great, uh, great new logo by Basil, too. And also, you skipped the Love Live episode last month. But, um, oh, gosh darn, missed the Love Live episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. But this one is about Batman, and we seem to be having like a badminton renaissance because we've had quite a few uh in the last couple seasons a uh, couple couple months couple years i don't know um salary man club was one that i did um a little while ago uh what was the other one there was one other anime that was bad right? there was there was that one it was the ladies with the we, we, we did a podcast on it hanabago yes no wait hanabago is the volleyball one these all happened at like the same time, so um, we are now getting the the names confused. But um, man, what was that called? Was it Hanebago? Am I right? Yes, uh, Hanebado is badminton. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Where, where uh, one of the main characters turned out to be like the main villain, and she had to learn to not be the villain. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Hanebago, and then we had there's a couple of um, manga going on too with. Oh no! What's the name of the uh, basketball badminton one that's in jump right now? Blue box. Yes, blue box. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's going on right now too. So there's a lot of badminton going on um, in anime. I don't know what happened in Japan to to cause this to happen, but uh, I enjoy a badminton anime. I do too. I still actually need to go watch Sailor Man's Club. I somehow missed the train that that thing existed, and now I have picked the worst time to try to go watch it because. As of this recording, everything's coming out. Sure is, yeah. Everything. Uh, Salary Man I guess, Club, I think, actually premiered later in the season, so, like, I missed it, too. It wasn't in the preview guide, which is the only place that I get my uh, my anime, my new anime, because, like, I'll look at the charts and then forget everything. Yeah. Yeah, pre- pretty same. Mm-hmm. Pretty same. What I did like about this badminton anime is that sometimes it really didn't feel like a badminton anime. Yeah. Alright, so, um, very quickly here, Love All Play is a 24-episode anime series, ran from April 2022 to September 2022, directed by Hiroshi Takeuchi, written by Tomoko Konparu, Konparu, um, that's from Wikipedia, so if that's wrong, uh, blame the Wikipedia people, I should really look again in for these, but here's where I am, anyway, um, is based on a novel series by Asami Koseki, um, and there are four novels in this series that ran from 2011 to 2014. Um, we were talking a little bit before the recording, but Basil says that uh, if it's over 200 pages, then it's a novel. It's not a light novel. 
Uh, I mean, that's what that's what Google tells me. I, I do know that it is published. The actual novel series is published by Poplar Publishing, uh, and technically, the imprint is the Poplar Bunko Pureful. Which, checking out their uh, their Japanese Amazon page, they've got an eclectic mix of like Chinese stories, like some monster stories, like a lot of a lot of romance novels. It seems like. And also this one, which kind of makes sense. It's it's very. This series is a as as much about like the romance of growing up in high school, like a slice of life type kind of anime, as much and sometimes more so than the actual sport of badminton. Hmm. Right. So, uh, Ryo Mizushima is our main character here. He at the beginning of this is a middle schooler, badminton club er person, um, and he's being scouted by the. Um, Oh man, Wikipedia doesn't have any of the names of the schools. Do you know the name of their school? Not off the top of my head, but it's this local high school, and what's most important is that the person who plays in this high school is his, like, idol. The guy he really looks up to, one of the reasons why he got into badminton was this guy named Yusa, who was just really badass at badminton and got him sort of into it. Blah, something. Prefectural tournament, Ebihara. Yokohama Minato is the name of the school um, where he gets scouted from. And uh, we learned this later in the series, but the the coach, Ebihara, is trying to um, create a uh, talent... I mean, obviously, create a badminton team that is, that is good and uh, recruit talent to be able to do... Uh, better, and he's building it around Yusa, um, who is the aforementioned idol. Um, and from there, we also get some other characters, Sakaki, who uh, played against Ryo in middle school, and so he wanted to play with him, so he just wondered where he was going to go. Um, and the Higashiyama twins, who are uh, obviously twins, they're very good doubles. Um, and is it Moxigo is the, the stoic face looking guy, right? Yes. Okay. And. Um, He's just kind of the, the foil to, to Mizushima. Uh, Mizushima was initially offered a sports scholarship, but his uh, dad is also a, a sportsman. He did sports stuff, uh, I believe track and field, but he suffered an injury, um, and he felt a lot of weight from from having to perform on this sports scholarship, which I imagine is uh, probably uh, something that like uh, people in college here feel. I don't know if we have sports scholarships in high school, but maybe. Um at least in the U.S., but uh, in college, I imagine that is an issue of people feeling they need to perform up to a certain level if they are on a scholarship. But uh, Rio eventually decides to go into the academic course and then go into the badminton course as a walk-on, which is exactly what his sister did. Um, I forget what sport she plays, but she went into the academic sport course. Maybe she doesn't play a sport. Uh, she's not that big of a character. She's basically uh, Yusa's idol. Like he, Yusa has a big crush on her, and um, he's considered, or she's considered, like the idol of the the Bagman Club and the good luck charm of the Bagman Club. Um, you know, she gets a she gets a decent amount of screen time. Like she's not one of our main like cast of characters, I suppose, but she is definitely like the move one of the mover and shakers of the show, even if you don't realize it at first. Hmm. How so? Well, all right. Now we're getting to like you know the very, <laughs> very speedily going into like more of the ending of this anime. But it, they do reveal that she is one of the reasons why Yusa, because she's a little bit older than Yusa is, she's one of the reasons why he's at that school. It's because she's at that school, if memory serves. Yes. 
and he is also one of the reasons that he is trying to be so badass at the sport you find out is that pretty early on is that unless he like wins like everything like the team competitions doubles you know and the singles competition like all three she will not date him so he's gotta win right yes the terms of their their potential days um so yeah that would make Rika Mizushima's uh, older sister a third year Yusa's the second year and uh, Mizushima is the first year um and Japanese high schools for those that don't know have three years junior high has the three years prior to that and then elementary is every year prior to that um but yeah, I thought this was a really good series. I like this one a lot. I got confused a lot because I'm also reading Blue Box and Jump, and there's just a lot of similarities between Mizushima and the main character in the Jump thing, and also that he is uh, the the one in Blue Box has a doubles partner that's like very similar to Yusa, and that he's kind of the ace of the badminton club, and um, I forget what the character's name in Blue Box is, but the main character and this other character um, are doubles partners. Uh, so that's a little bit different from from what's going on in Love All Play here, but it was enough to confuse me. Um, but yeah, I uh, can now that you've said that, I can totally see it. And this anime certainly tries. They constantly will keep throwing up little text boxes to remind you of who all the characters are as they reappear in the show, which I thought was a nice little nod to right. hey, we've got a lot of characters running around here in case you forget who is who. I dig very frequently um yeah i appreciate that i think my hero academia is at least the first thing that i saw that does that which has like an even larger cast of characters and it has season breaks where it just like does some stuff and then takes a break and then does more stuff this one was 24 episodes straight so that's it made it a little bit easier but still um like right behind this was right behind well i don't think it was right behind but um it was, it was second place behind Aoashi in terms of like the sports anime that we're running in this season. Yeah, I mean Aoashi like is frankly so far this year might be my favorite sports anime mm-hmm. yeah, from I mean, twenty twenty two. Like I think it might be it. I really really like Aoashi, but I also really like the Love All Play. It is surprisingly slick how they pulled it off because I feel like they they kind of gloss over the sports sometimes mm-hmm. where there'll be a lot of build-up to their tournaments and things and then they'll just have an episode where they kind of tell you what actually just happened. <laughs> Which, yeah. I don't know. That also might be an aspect of the novel. The novel may just do this same thing and they're just adapting. My guess was that this was a production of both uh, Nippon Animation OLM which, oh, well, then I remember they also did that touch sequel that we really liked. Mix. Mix, yes. But Nippon a- uh, Animation, I don't think they've done a lot of sports shows. And I kind of do wonder if they were like, you know, what we're really good at is, you know, I'm a liar. They did Hungry Heart Wild Strike in 2002. That's a sports anime <laughs> that was done, you know, years ago. Uh, 20 years, literally, now. Yeah, wow. Uh, no, I'm not old. You're old. Um, but I really kind of think they, they were like, look, we can really knock out the slice of slice of life stuff like, out of the park. Like, we could totally do that. It'll be really pretty to look at. And then we'll definitely do our best at the sports stuff. And sure, maybe it's a lot of really sharp cuts and then lots of shots of a three, you know, uh, 
a, a CG shuttle, like, you know, bopping back and forth. But we're going to do our best. And they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. I th- like, there's an issue with a lot of the the bad and mediocre sports anime, even some of the good ones, where, like, they don't know when not to animate things, which is just as essential as when to animate things in these sports anime. Um, because during the matches, you can have moments of still frames and it being okay, and it doesn't really break uh, the tension of the action, and it doesn't really break the flow of the action either. Uh, and I think it helps with love ball plays. Like, it did have a lot of downtime where it's not doing sports stuff, which is uh, obviously very high motion, uh, and thus high animation. But um, I never felt like this one was really struggling with uh, telling the, the story of the game that was happening. Like, that's essential in in the sports anime. And I think m- maybe it's on the mind because I was just watching Extreme Hearts <laughs> over lunch, and I'm going to talk about it with Ink on Tuesday, but that one is bad at doing that. <laughs> well, even I'm thinking about the other... Like, his last season of anime, we were watching this, you know, back in 2022 was we had Ayashi, Love All Play, and the, oh, what do they call the, this latest shoot? Shoot Goal oh. to the Future. Yeah. And shoot Goal to the, like, I think, like, from just as, like, animation standpoint, we have a really nice gradient where Ayashi is, I believe it's Production IG, essentially giving us their top tier like haiku animation only with this soccer manga with Aoyashi. So it just looks just amazing. You've got Love All Play, which just looks really clean and crisp and nice. And sometimes the action is you can tell they're they're trying to just sort of nudge it where you, where they're not quite sure how to pull it off, but they do their best. And again, overall it looks just very nice. Then you've got this new version of Shoot, which I mean, it's not Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammers adaptation, but it's a much sloppier show as far as getting their point across. Yeah, yeah, we haven't finished that new shoot yet either. I think some of the struggles in that one is the the characters are not as good in that one as they are in this one. Like, I really got a good impression of where Mizushima was throughout this entire series. And, like, at the beginning, he's yes. just this immensely talented um Kig, literally Kig, um, who is growing into both his role on this badminton team um, and his skills in in badminton itself. Um, but then, as he as he grows and as he learns more, as he goes through more matches, he learns his shortcomings. And like, um, what I really liked about this one is that uh, usually in the sports. Uh, sports anime, sports manga, they have the character that like has this drive to win uh, and wants wants to win. Like that's literally the point of all sports. You want to win and you want to beat the other person or other team. Uh, but Mizushima uh, at this point doesn't really have that drive to win, uh, and it's partially because like he didn't really put everything together in terms of his skill. And I thought he did that really well uh, in that he, his skill showed him losing, but it. the coach really helped reinforce that like he is there for a reason and he should have faith that he is there for a reason yeah something i guess we should also mention this does cover like the first two years of this kid's life in high school like this does span what 24 episodes which for a lot of shows nowadays feels a little bit long like it got two cores like it wasn't just one and done which happens a lot more lately than than before 
I mean, sure, it ain't no aim for the ace, but <laughs> they they cover a lot of ground. And for me, this was a show that really was almost more like it was chronicling his time in high school, him meeting, learning new friends, uh, and getting introduced to the new team, things happening in the school life and his personal life and whatnot. And he was sort of punctuated by the badminton and that that's where his friend group was also was was his contemporaries on his team and some of his fellow classmates who kind of were debating whether or not they wanted to go but because they're still kind of into it you know they may not be on the team like one of them is now like you know he's more on the journalistic side so now he's using covering the team to cover his like school newspaper stuff and then he's got a friend who just sort of shows up who couldn't cut it on the team but he still wants to support his friends and then we've got uh some ladies who are also cheering for the boys one girl is particularly spitting with one of the guys <laughs> on the team and one of and then her friend is trying to support her and supporting him and then we've also got this other girl who doesn't want to say out loud that she likes our main character guy but she does she eventually be- becomes a manager but that's also like, you know, we also got our, our main cast of our contemporaries, our freshmen, eventually sophomores, where they are, yeah, we got our main character who's you know, dealing with his thing. But then, yeah, we've got the twins who also are really good as a unit, but they're not as good individually. And then they, that's something that they have to figure out. Again, we, we mentioned uh, Matsuda, who is the new guy who's very aloof and he's got to learn to, you know, grow a heart. And then there was Makoto who is the buddy for Rio, who's like his old partner, but he's very uh, brash and loud. And he actually joined this high school because he found out that, you know, Rio is joining. And so, his name's not Makoto. It was, uh, that's the voice actor for uh, Masada. Uh, Sohei. Was it Taichi? Sohei? Sakaki? Like, I forget people's names. Uh, and then there's one of my favorite characters is Akira, who is this sort of nerdy guy who's just starting badminton like these other folks have already been badminton like in middle school and then there's akira who he's just joined and he's not very good at it at all but he's clearly he has gotten into it and he's learned a lot about it and he also ends up becoming like an unofficial manager slash assistant coach Mm -hmm. where he does while he's still trying to you know and eventually i think he will probably be an actual player on the team and actually play in matches eventually we don't get there but he spends most of his time being the coach when their coach actually isn't there which i found was interesting yeah yeah so um point of clarification shohei sakaki is the light brown hair guy he eventually is mizushima's partner um and he's he's the one that joins the school because he wanted to go with uh, or he wanted to be on the same team as Mitsushima. Um, Matsuga is the stoic-looking uh, Kageyama-looking guy that seems to be in like all sports anime um, nowadays. Like someone just wants to copy the Kageyama thing, but I think they did a good job at uh, making him pretty distinct from Kageyama generally. And then yes, Akira Uchida is the uh, the glasses guy who becomes the assistant coach. I did like his story too, uh, where yeah, he was a badminton player. And he kept, I forget, I forget if he was swinging early or late, but um, no, I mean, he is a badminton player. He was a ping pong player, I believe. Um, but he kept swinging early or late, and that's because the uh, the length of a ping pong paddle is shorter than that of a badminton 
uh, thingy. Racket. There we go. <laughs> um, so the, the coach helped him, and he says, all right, so chant this when you're doing your warm-up, and I'll time you up correctly. Like, I thought that was just the really interesting touches that the good sports anime do, where you learn a little bit about the sport, but it's not like you're being explained the rules of the sport. Right, right. I also like that was, it was also, I now feel bad that I do not remember what their their, their team slogan, their, their team chant is, but it was the team chants that he was using as a as the point of reference so he would learn the timing. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a good show, and I, I really liked, and you're right, this is a lot really similar to Blue Box in that they spend as much time focusing on these kids growing up and going to school than it is on just the sport and then playing the sport. Like, there's things like, for example, Aim for the Ace, where you, you know that they're in school, they show, like, scenes of them at school here and there, but it's 90% them doing the baseballs. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one, I feel, is way more like 60% high school, 40% badminton, but... As it turns out, as long as you're down with that breakdown, it's still a really engaging story. Yep. Yeah, much less romance in this compared to Blue Box. But, um, I mean, it is there, as you said, based on what the, the manager totally being into Mizushima and Yusa being into Mizushima's sister. Um, but yeah, I think the 64 is pretty good. And it, I think it really ups the, the tension and the moments of the Bagman matches that they actually show. Like, they, uh, they do sh- skip over a lot of them. Like, I think they showed Mizushima's first couple rounds very briefly, but then it went into the, uh, uh, well, I mean, obviously, spoilers, we spoil everything on this podcast, but it went into the Mizushima-Yusa final in pretty good depth, um, and it knows when to go into these games uh, in depth, or at least, like, going to one of the uh, one of the games, uh, not necessarily the sex of the matches, Um in depth, and it knows when to skip over the rest of it because you know anime has a budget, and um, I'm sure they're also adapting the novel, which skipped over some of that stuff as well. Well, also in their defense, when bat, it's, this is not like it's a, a soccer match, right? Where they're playing the soccer match, so you get to watch the match, or even things like something maybe closer to like volleyball, you know, or even things like Hanabata, which was all like one v one. This is where the the competitions they a have like the team competition so they are doing the matches but it's your total team points that determines who wins that side of the tournament and then you have your individual singles and doubles that happen afterwards so you've got like essentially two different completely different rounds of singles and two completely different rounds of doubles mm-hmm. that's a lot of sport for every time they did a competition to try and animate i absolutely get why they would show some of one match and and sort of skip over the other matches because otherwise this would be like a hundred plus episode show just to cover the same amount of material we covered in 24 episodes yeah as it exists now yeah this would be ace of gaming and like i'm fine with that i would love uh, a badminton series to do that but i don't need execute that right that would be a completely different type of show at that point Uh, i think what we got is really good yeah no this was i was not expecting this show but now that i've got it i'm really glad i did i kind of hope maybe we'll get more of it because 
this only, as far as I can tell, only covers the first novel. Okay. Three more to go. So I, I, I did do a, I mean, talk about spoilers, man. This is the, uh, the Google translation of the second novel where the popular badminton novel Love All Play has appeared in a new edition. The protagonist of the second volume is handsome superstar Yusa Kento. Yusa, who became a university student, knows about setbacks for the first time? What is the fate of your love affair with Madonna Rica, whom you admire? This is a story in which you face your own life by facing badminton, and you'll be moved by the sight of a wise man who is gradually becoming an adult, and you will want to cheer him on. The activities of teammates rich in individuality are also lively youth stories. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope there's a second season. If one season is, or one uh, book is 24 episodes, then theoretically we have um, math in my head. 48 times 2 is 96 episodes total. Uh, I'd be up for that. I would I would too. Like, I, I really enjoyed this, and I am absolutely here for more. Yeah. I did think this uh, this took a while to get going. Like, I was into it in the first couple episodes, but in those episodes, I was also, like, even more confused between it and Blue Box, because Blue Box was uh, much more established in my head at that time. So I think for me, it maybe took five or ten episodes, and I know at that point you're talking about half the series almost. Um, but it took me about that long to, like, really get into this and, like, really, really like it. Um, but I think this one is worth the the journey here because it does pay off um, a lot of what it's setting up in those uh, in those early episodes. What I did, and so if someone decides you want to watch this on Crunchyroll, where it exists and you can watch it, I watched it sort of in batches, where I would watch up to whatever big badminton thing they're they, they're leading up to, and then I would take a break for a few weeks until they get to another big badminton thing and sort of create my own little story arcs and watch them in chunks. And I found that to be really effective. That's probably the way to go. Because you're right, like this, because this also does focus so much on the more slice of life aspects of, you know, them growing up in high school and stuff. Like, it's a very, this show I wouldn't say is like bombastic, like a lot of sports anime can be. Where it's almost like it's very, gosh, I don't want to say charming, but like it's like watching like the river, where it's very easygoing. It's just very pleasant. Uh, what was that the anime they call that? The whole healing anime <laughs> genre. Mm-hmm. I, I think this sort of almost sort of plays in that sort of space. But then you lead up to like the badminton, so you still get that you know that sports at the end as like a treat. And so I, that's so again, I, I, would, I would recommend watching the show. I wouldn't say binge it, but watch it like in chunks. Yeah, yeah. I think the uh, healing anime moniker is pretty good for it. Um, I say in the same way that Blue Box is, and I know I keep making the comparison, but it is an apt comparison. Um, not just because I'm making it, but um, it, is, it does feel like that kind of anime where you just kind of sit with it and you're hanging out with uh, with the characters, and you're learning as they learn, and you're, um, as you said, it's not um, it's not majority in in the sports, or if it is, it's not uh, it's not much over 50-50 in the sports compared to the school life, um, and that just gives you this sense of you're you're with them, you're hanging with them, you're learning alongside them, 
Uh, and that also gives you uh, a very good sense, since the the match they lead up to is Mizushima versus Yusa, a very good sense of like where each of these characters are uh, against each other. And if you're a fan of, fan of underdog stories, that's kind of what this is. Mizushima goes against Yusa, and you can really root for Mizushima in that way, both because he is the protagonist and because he is the uh, the younger king in this. He's the first year, Yusa's the second year, and, and because he's the underdog in this. And I will say, as much as I do not want to be dogging the animation of this, and I know that I've been kind of down on the actual animation of the sport of badminton in this show, I do think they get there, and the final match between uh, Yusa and uh, uh, Mizushima is awesome. Like, mm-hmm. they get there. They figured, by that point, they figured it out. And it is a really, really good episode of sports anime it is it is freaking incredible they did such a good job at the end i'm not saying they didn't do a bad job other places but that last episode was just chef's kiss like moi like it was (laughs) it was good yeah yeah um yeah i think you have a lot of those a lot of those skill shocks, or maybe not a lot but like it's a noticeable amount of skill shocks where you just kind of see them returning a thing um, they do have animation interspersed throughout, so it's not like you're watching a slideshow. Uh, but sometimes to, to just speed up the process, it shows you, like, here's the score now. Here's the score 10 points from now. Here's the score 7 points from now. Uh, and I think that's fine. Like, that's not the type of sports story they're trying to tell. It's, they're, it's a completely different thing. And, and even then, like, the show is also, again, super clean, super expressive. Like, it even when you they're doing, like, still shots of things they're still very nice still shots like i have seen some cruddy anime but i was always impressed at how clean and nice this anime always looked like there was the occasional derp face here and there and like mm-hmm. the backgrounds but by and large like this show always looks good yeah yeah, just below that uh, eye catch level of, of still shocks, I would say. Yeah. Um, all right, Basil. Anything else on this series before we jump over to yeah. question? I think we can do questions. Like I like we like I like this show a lot. I think everyone should watch it. And how? Sorry, my dog just brought me one of her outside balls. And it's <laughs> inside. And and I'm like, you're not supposed. To, this is supposed to. Either this is an outside ball. This is not an inside ball. You don't get to catch it inside. It goes for the outsides. But she wants to play it now. Oh, I know she does. <laughs> we like, uh, we, and she'll get to. Uh, we have toys for catch inside. Like we also have toys for outside, and she's got to learn the difference. But that's not meant for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I can leave it in if you want. I don't care. Or I can put it at the end, which is what I usually do. There you. That that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. But yeah, love all play. Uh, highly recommending. It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time to realize that the title "Love All Play" was a reference to the start of the game, where they say "Love All Play," <laughs> and they say it a lot in the show. Actually, yep. when they're doing it, like they they make a point that, that that's hey, love all play, and it's like, and you're kind of right though. I can't, I kind of forget that that is an aspect of it until they bring it up again. But because I guess I watch these in chunks, I would forget about it by that probably the next time. Mm-hmm. So. I was constantly surprised. <laughs> I think it might have also been like I associate Love All Play with uh, tennis 
And like if right. something is in one sport, then I'm like, surely it can't be in in, in another sport. Uh, but it is it's in badminton. Probably other ones too. Uh, yeah. All right, let's jump over to the singular question we have from Wandering Dreamer, who changed her display name for the first time in forever, I think. Uh, anyway, uh, we've had a lot of different badminton anime series. We we've had a lot of different badminton anime now. Which team from any series would you want to be on? This team, like it's very. It seems like it's a pretty good team. It's they've got a pretty good coach who knows when to when to interject, when to be hands off. He's voice acted by the guy who does Zoro from One Piece. <laughs> like this is a good team. This seems like a pretty good high school. Like everyone seemed like they were having a pretty good time and pretty supportive of each other. I I'm down with uh, with this one. Yeah, yeah, I like this one a lot too. I think. Uh, the blue box coach is uh, non-existent, or I don't remember them at all. But um, yeah, I like what you said there. The the coach knows when to when to coach you, and when not to coach you, which is pretty essential uh, in in an athlete's life, where it's like, uh, especially the younger athlete who might just be um, prone to saying, "I'm not going to do what you say." Uh, regardless of what you say, regardless of whether I think it is actually good advice, um, but he knows uh, when when to when to lead his players in certain directions and when to just let the peers take over and be like, well, you noticed this, so you tell him. <laughs> I was also like kind of surprised that so many times we would get Akira, the glasses kid, coming in and delivering coaches' instructions, but then I realized, oh right. There are multiple students playing like all over the place at these tournaments. He is clearly like stretched himself. Like he can't be everywhere at once because multiple of these players are playing at the same time. So he has to split stuff around. So I'm guessing that Glasses Kid probably isn't just following Mizushima's. Like he's probably like also going to other players and telling them their stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like uh, that buys into more of the the younger dog story too because obviously the coach is going to go to the most important player in this case who was Yusa he's not going right. to go to Mizushima but he's he is going to glance over there and be like oh yeah you're doing you're you're certainly playing a game uh, <laughs> uh he doesn't right. give any advice just to like I, I suppose not give a conflict of interest to Yusa also technically I think this is also the only high school that we have as far as teams go because Hanebato was much more... I don't think it was a high school team, because it was just... Was it a high school team? I have no recollection of what it was. Um, but South, the, but the Salamans Club was, you know... It was a business, you know, yep. you know team. Salamans. Like, it was not... It yep. was... They were they were actually, like, like, adults, which was... That's already wild. Oh, no, no, no. Hanabata was totally a, a part of a, a high school team. But, man, when frickin' Ayano... You know, she was just she such she was so you know like a demon on wheels when she played. Like I'd be scared to be on her team, frankly. Again, I think I'd much more rather be on on the Love All Police team. Yeah, I do remember some of the um, the Hanabago folks were uh, pretty encouraging of each other in in that series, though. Um, that was a that was a good series. We played that clip at our sports anime you should know panel at Otakon, and it got uh, some good reactions. Good, good. I mean. I, I don't want get don't get me wrong. I really, really, really liked Hanabato. I, I thought that it was a, an excellent, excellent show that really did something with with Ayano and Nagisa's like their their interplay with each other and the fact that mm-hmm. Ayano was 
really a villain, you know, being portrayed as a hero, and she didn't realize that she was turning into a villain. And Nagisa's, like, you know, story arc are more or less like, hey, you know, I can be cool too. It was a really, really, really good story there that is different from a lot of other sports shows. So I really feel like if you have to pick one badminton show, it might actually be Hanabato. But we're not talking about Hanabato, we're talking about Love All Play. Yeah, Hanabato. Underrated gem, I would say. Um, For sure. Love All Play. Uh, Appropriately rated gem? I don't know uh, how many people don't or do know about this one. I guess I didn't see a lot of people talking about it, but I didn't see a lot of people talking about I'll watch it either. Maybe it's because the people I follow. Um, I guess, like, don't talk about anime anymore on Twitter, too. So I, I don't know. I guess it's all going to play out maybe next year when I go to anime cons again. And depending on how things are going, hopefully also cons that are still masking. Um, and when I start talking about various sports anime there and panels and stuff, maybe I'll get a, a reaction. I'll, I'll, I'll have a better idea. Or maybe I'll see, like, a bunch of Ayashi, like, cosplayers. That'd be cool. Yeah, I do love sports cosplays too, just because they're so easy. You can just buy buy the uniforms and you're good. Yeah, and a wig probably. Uh, all right. So, um, what are we doing on the other side of this episode? Awashi. So, let's take a short break, and both of us will be back with Chris to talk about Awashi for reals. Switched up the schedule here a bit, so uh, no outro from uh, Basil, the usual outro, or from me recording this after the fact. For those wanting to know. Um, anyway, you can find Basil on Twitter at AgnesBasilXime. You can find his podcast on Twitter at AwesomeCast. I think it's on Twitter at AwesomeCast. Anyway, Google AwesomeCast. You can find it there. Uh, O-S-M-C-A-S-T-M-O-U-S-E. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at TaikuMenko. That's T-A-I-I-K-U-M-E-N-C-O. You can find all of our uh, podcasts over at TaikuPodcast.com. Uh, and you find all of our episodes, Taiku Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Or if you don't find it there, you can tell me to put it there, and I'll, I'll try to put it there. And as I said earlier, Taiku Movies, separate feed. Uh, just search Taiku Movies in your podcast catcher of choice, and you'll find it there. We're talking about Jean-Pierre Melville, and this is a, a new announcement here, Bong Joon-ho. Uh, and maybe John Carpenter or something. Chris has to pick a movie director, but he hasn't yet indecisive and he has more responsibilities than Chris and I I suppose but uh, until then Probably, I think that's why she really wants to go this 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 go around. I mean, we go every couple of mo- few months, but I think the drive to do it this time is is uh is the Kurta Burger. Yeah, I really want one. I have to, and I do agree on uh, letting her pick up the custard so I don't pick another pumpkin spice one because while I'm a basic white girl, <laughs> she's not as far as that goes. Oh man, what's wrong with pumpkin spice? Actually, I'm not sure I like pumpkin spice. I do like pumpkin flavored things, which is like slightly slightly different. I, I like I like them both. Mm-hmm. Like sure, when I started liking pumpkin spice things. I didn't quite realize it wasn't actually pumpkin, but 
did it was too late. I, I already liked the taste of it, so mm-hmm. they got me. Big big pumpkin spice got me. That's how it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are we talking about Love All Play? That that is that is the that was the that that anime based off as far as I can tell a actual novel series. Yeah. That's weird. Thanks, sure. Look, it's apparently I found a listing at least for the second Love All Play novel, which is the sequel to Love All Play that we got the, the adaptation of, and it's 280 pages, which is technically novel length. All right. Uh, apparently, can... light novels max out at 200 pages. I don't know. That's what I see on the internet. Oh, really? I think I didn't know that. 